All right. Welcome back to the big program, 8 o'clock, which means uh, time now for On The Mark. Powered by Booster Juice, visit a location today to refuel, refresh, and re-energize or download the new Booster Juice Rewards app to earn, order, and enjoy. Uh, Let's head to the uh, nation's capital in Washington in the United States and uh, check in with Mark Spector, fresh off his walk to the Lincoln Memorial. Morning, Speck. How you doing, Kev? Eddie? We're doing just great this morning. Hey there, Speck. How are things in uh, Big Wash today? I don't know. Uh, yesterday was, uh, it's amazing when you're in a big, giant city like Washington, D.C., and it's a ghost town because it's American Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like anyone who's been in the States on U.S. Thanksgiving, staying in a downtown hotel, it is. it feels like you're in, uh, you know, Vilna. That's how much action's <laughs> going on down here. That's a, that's a name drop. I was just in Vilna two weeks ago. <laughs> oh. it, it's like Ottawa when we would play out there, play the Red Blacks in, you know, government city come 4.30, man. Downtown is dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what'd you do last yeah. night then, Speck? Very little. Watched some football. Couldn't mm-hmm. even, uh, you know, walk about 15 blocks looking for a sandwich for lunch. Everything was closed. Found one. Came back, ate at the hotel. It was the dullest night in Washington you could possibly have. Uh, I'm going to finish this uh, long-awaited, much-anticipated interview and go for a nice walk outside before we go to a hockey game today. Uh, Can you tell us who it is? Oh, you mean this interview? I thought you. I thought you had one. See, I, I even picked up on that one, Kim. I'm a little off today, Spec. Oh, I said, awesome. "Well, I said, welcome back." Right at seven o'clock. That's how bad it's been. <laughs> Friday, yeah, it's Friday exactly. So, uh, you know what? We kind of pose this question to our listeners right off the hop, and you and I did discuss this when we were talking about you going on this trip about Alex Ovechkin right now. So, sixty-seven goals back of Wayne Gretzky, uh, eight ninety-four to eight twenty-seven. Do you still think he will pass Wayne Gretzky? And the other thing, too, that our listeners have chimed in, do you want him to? And you don't have to answer that, but a lot of our yeah. listeners are saying, ah, you know what, I'd kind of rather have Wayne have the record. But they see, they also say records are meant to be broken as well. Yeah, there's a lot of things here. And and being in Washington, D.C., I certainly know some people that would say to you that, that the Russian guy who's one of Putin's best buddies, they're not cheering for him for that reason. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm just a hockey writer. I'm not going down that road right now, but it's valid. Um, I don't care. Wayne Gretzky's got enough records. Someone breaks one of his records. Yeah. I think Gretz can spare one. He's <laughs> owns about 50 others. So that's a place to start. I think what will happen is Ovechkin will stay around until he breaks the record. You know, we all would like to see him break it in some version of, of himself, not hang around, hang around like Willie Mays did and, you know, by the end, he could barely shoot it in the net. We hope that doesn't happen. Uh, the only thing that could slow him here really is, to me, is injuries. Mm-hmm. You know, an older player tends to get injured a lot more than a younger player. So for his sake, I hope that he stays healthy and the record gets broken and he retires without any sort of memories of a guy hobbling around the ice trying to get three more goals and it takes him 40 games. I hope we don't get there, and I don't think that we will. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think he'll break the record and he'll stay around the game until he breaks that record. Hmm. Yeah, I'm with you, Spec. I think Washington, too, the organization's just going to let him limp it out till the end. Uh, they're going to give him that love because he, he brought them a cup, so they're going to pay it forward well, to him. He's their Wayne Gretzky, right? 
He's there, Wayne Gretzky. Remember, Edmonton would have done anything Gretzky wanted. They'll do anything McDavid would like in Dreisaitl. And Washington loves Ovechkin, and they should. He's been the best player they've ever had. Would you say, Speck, that he is the greatest goal scorer of all time, even if he doesn't pass Gretzky? Because I, I think he is the greatest goal scorer of all yeah, time. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, especially when, you know, it's amazing when you consider that we would still consider Wayne Gretzky to be a pass-first player, mm-hmm. and he leads all of hockey and goal scored. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm not, I, why isn't Wayne Gretzky the greatest goal scorer ever, right? I don't think anyone would say he is, but why isn't he? He's got more than anybody else. Yeah, it's a... <laughs> Go ahead. I, I want to put something out on the table to you two hockey minds that I've been thinking about with this Oilers club. Uh, would you guys put your GM hats on? And I'm not looking for any, you know, hypoth- or sorry, any big fancy quotes or anything trying to trap you guys. Would you guys entertain a trade in the long run? Do you see this club salary cap is going to jump to 87, maybe in a couple of years, 92 mil? Do you guys see this club having success with Leon and Connor both earning a, a quarter of the cap, having a thinner roster below them? I haven't seen it over the course of eight years and four coaches later. With your GM hats on, would you guys ever make a trade with one of the big names? I'll go first, Speck. Uh, go ahead, Speck, if you want. No, you go first. Okay. Go yes, ahead. I would. And I, I know where you're getting at, Eddie, with this. And, I've, you know, we've talked about it a long time. For four or five years ago, I, I was on record saying I didn't think that the Oilers could coexist with the two of them having success. I, I've said that for, you know, but then I changed my mind when the two of them, you know, and you see how they interact with each other and that they are good friends and they're going to Mexico with the, you know, their, their better part, better halves and things like that. So... I think the closeness is there. So having said all that, I do think that there could be a trade with with Leon. I don't think they would ever trade Connor, mm-hmm. but I think there could be a trade with Leon. Uh, I don't know when it would happen, but obviously it comes down to dollars and cents. So I don't know if, if you're on the same page, Spec, but what do you think? Well, it's it's certainly possible. Like there's a lot of corners to, to peer around here, gentlemen. Um, if, you know... Are you telling me that having two of the greatest players in the world on the same team is a bad thing and it helps it doesn't help you win? No, sorry. I don't buy that. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody can have a couple of great players. There's room for them. They get along, they coexist, they play well together. Can you afford $25 million in salary with two guys? That's another question. You know, let's look at the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're probably the team that has the most high-end salary cap on their high-end forwards all clustered together. They haven't won jack, and it's a problem. They're like Edmonton. they got a bunch of holes in the rest of their roster. You could say that you have too much money tied up in two forwards. That is a fair Mm -hmm. argument, and that may lead to trading one. Uh, I think this started in Chicago with Taves and Kane, and they won together. Uh, Did they win together when they were both making 10 and a half? I can't remember now, but anyway, that's that's where it began. They both got ten and a half, and we all said, "Oh my God, that's too much." Uh, And the last one for me is, uh, I think if I'm the Oilers, all I ask for here, and Leon's up first, so let's talk about him. All I ask for is an honest answer this summer. Is you don't have to make it public. We're not telling anybody, but are you going to sign an extension here? Because if you're not, the time to make that trade is this summer. It's Mm -hmm. not at the deadline. It's this summer. So uh, some would say if you trade him with two playoff series left in the contract, he's worth more. That's fair. 
But I'm just telling you, I would ask Leon and his representative, Mike Leute, to give me an honest answer so I can act accordingly. Don't do a Johnny Goodroll and leave it till the very last second and leave me in a lurch. Bang on again, Spec. I agree with you 100%. Tonight's, or this afternoon's game, pardon me, so 3 o'clock uh, Eastern time, 1 o'clock here. Washington Capitals have come on now after a really slow start. Oh. The Capitals' five straight wins. What do you make of this Capitals team? Yeah, I heard reports from Washington when the season started about how slow they were. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, this team's too slow. They're not going to be able to do it. They're well, old. they're 8-1-1 in their last 10. Yeah. So maybe they were slow when they started because the guys that said that know what they're talking about. But it's changed, and they figured it out, and they're playing really well. So, um, you know what? Edmonton's walking into a buzzsaw here. This team's very – they have what Edmonton doesn't have, and it's the biggest thing in sport, Eddie. Washington's confident. They're winning games that maybe they shouldn't win. They're winning games now that Buffalo, I'm told, was exceptionally good in here the other night. I think Washington won in overtime. So they've got that that intangible, man. They think they're going to win every night. And the blue team here, or the white and orange yeah. and blue team, they don't think that right now. That mojo, that confidence, it's its a real thing, Speck. And for the listeners, just a little insight of someone who's been in a locker room and faced confidence issues myself. Uh, 2016, playing with the Elks, Eskimos at that point, that was probably my worst football career year ever. Uh, I was making big money, came off of signing a big extension, winning the Grey Cup, definitely had a little Grey Cup hangover. I had fun. I didn't work as hard as I should have that offseason, but I was fighting it that year. Mm-hmm. And for people who don't think that athletes have this confidence or can go through confidence issues, it's a real thing because I would bring that weight home to my family after practice. I was uh, a crappy teammate because mm-hmm. I was in a shell of myself. I wasn't outgoing that year, and I produced some bad football. It sucked, and as a result, I got cut that offseason. You know, and wow. so it's a real it's a real thing. Confidence is everything in sports, and you're seeing it right now with this with this group of guys. It's a lack of confidence. Two of the best players on the planet not looking like it. It's it's a confidence thing. Yep. Hey, Speck, what did you uh, make of yesterday's practice? Uh, were you there? Did you get there in time uh, after your flight, or how did that work? I didn't. I couldn't okay. get there in That's time. Right. My flight landed halfway through. I saw the lines. I see yeah. them shaking things up here. It looks like they're going back to 12 and 6, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, I mean, are you, are you rearranging the chairs on the <laughs> Titanic? I'm not sure. But it's a coach coaching, right? The coach has to coach. And the lineup he put out there against Carolina, what didn't work. So I would hope that he would make some changes, yes. Is there a line change that you like that you didn't like? I mean, uh, I mean, I, th- I assume we're going to see Stu Skinner as well in that today? I assume, yeah, that's what we think. We believe it's Stu Skinner off of yesterday's practice. There's no morning skate today because it's a 3 o'clock game. Uh, well, one of the things I do think I like is I like what he's he's holding that third line together, mm-hmm. right? Who's he got on it? Yanmark and McLeod and Fogel. McLeod, uh, Ryan, and Fogel. Orion's on that yeah. one, not Yanmark. Yeah. Today. Okay. But he's got Yanmark and Fogel together. Uh, uh, sorry, McLeod and Fogel together. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just – everyone's disappointed in the year Ryan McLeod's having. Yep. And – that's an important position. Third line center is an important position on every team in the league. And right now the guy filling that position in Edmonton is, is having a brutal year, not producing. 
that's a key, you know, a, a, what did Connor say the other day? Death by a thousand cuts. Yeah. That's one of the cuts right now. They need some production from that line. And, and, you know, that could really boost things. If that line has a game, if that line gets some confidence, that line gets some points, I think you'll see it reverberate through the lineup. Mm-hmm. Eddie? I'm driving in my car yesterday listening to you, Kev, and uh, you brought up the Jim Montgomery quote, and it hit me right in the feels, man. <laughs> yeah. It really didn't. For me, all I want to see is, and the quote was, Speck, um, on the father's trip out in Boston, he said to the, the room, the dads and the sons, he says, um, none of your fathers expected you to be here, but they did expect a th- second and a third effort. And I thought, wow, that's all I want to see out of this club is effort. Because I know as a football player, if I'm not hustling every play to that ball, especially as a defensive player, I'm getting cut. Effort was there. Effort was minimum you had to put max effort in. That was the minimum standard. I just want to see that out of this club. I don't want to see four guys standing around, one guy whacking at it scoring. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Listen. (laughs) We're, I mean, we've been at critical mass here for a couple of weeks. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but we're at the end of a road trip. You just had an embarrassing effort in Carolina. They're zero and three on this trip. There's one game to go. There are ten points out of U.S. Thanksgiving, which is almost <laughs> impossible to come back from. If the wins don't start, if the effort's not there from the drop of the puck through sixty minutes today. You know, I'm trying to think of how I would I would even think at the end of the game if this team gives me 40 minutes or gives its yeah. fans 40 minutes or 20 minutes. At this point, if it's not there for 60 minutes today, then this thing is broken. And I don't, yeah, broken beyond being fixed uh, unless yep. you uh, totally rip it apart. Yeah, none of this. We were good for the last third period. None of this. No, 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 no. no. Did you did you see the Jim Montgomery thing, Speck? Did you see that video? I did see it on the yeah. on the little clip of it on the internet. It was pretty cool. good. He did a nice job in that room, it was didn't he? Perfect. It was just perfectly yeah. said. You know, because the dad's trip is such a big thing. You know, because there every player there isn't one player. Uh, you know that when he was growing up, didn't look up in the stands when he was eight, nine years old, or whatever, yeah. mm. and tried to find does. where. What's dad? What did dad think? What did he? You know, is he watching? You yeah. know. So. <laughs> and then there's Laddie looking up to see if it was a, a good shift or not. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, yesterday, Spec. Yeah, his dad. Did you? I don't know if he caught that. His dad. Heard, was, yeah, uh, thumbs up, thumbs awesome down. <laughs> it's real yeah. over there. Well, I know you got to get to that big interview, Spec. Whatever it was. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, appreciate it uh enjoy the game today and safe travels back i guess we'll see you maybe on the weekend or monday talk to you soon buddy thanks yeah sounds like monday thanks Thanks, all right have a great day yeah that's uh mark specter for rogers sportsnet uh on the mark energized by booster juice you can get the boost you need at booster juice when we come back on uh sports 1440 we'll check the other side of the ledger out with alexa landestoy capitals Analyst. That's uh, coming up right after the break. Carrie Steel on Sports 1440. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Time now for the Puck Report, brought to you by Fountain Tire. Right now, during the Road Ready Sales event, you can save up to $225 on select tires and a bonus of $50 off any service until December 16th. Book your appointment at fountaintire.com. Some restrictions do apply as we welcome in Alexa Landestoy from uh, Capitals uh, Hockey Squad and analyst of the team. And uh, uh, Alexa, you're with Kevin Karius and uh, Eddie Steele on Sports 1440. Welcome to the big program. 
Awesome. Thank you, Kevin and Eddie, for having me. Looking forward to the matchup here later today. Uh, we are, too. We just had Mark Spector on from Roger Sportsnet, who is in Washington, and he said basically the city is barren. It is barren on Thanksgiving, uh, you know, Thursday, Friday. He said he went strolling around yesterday and was walking aimlessly around Washington. What's it like there today and even yesterday for American Thanksgiving? Yeah, I was I was feeling bad for the Oilers squad because I was thinking their normal restaurants are probably closed for American Thanksgiving. But no, it's been a beautiful few days in Washington. It's been a long-standing tradition that the Capitals are playing at home at Capital One Arena around Thanksgiving. We got a great record on the day before. Um, we had a crazy, thrilling night on Wednesday with an overtime win over the Sabres. But looking to have another great game here today. And I know you guys and the Oilers are looking to close out the road trip with a win. So Oof. I think it should be a good matchup anytime you see McDavid and Ovechkin. I think that gets fans a little bit perked up. It sure does. Uh, Capitals analyst Alexa Landestoy with us uh, on Sports 1440. What has been the reason for the Capitals uh, turnaround here, Alexa? Five wins in a row, eight, one, and one in their last ten. Yeah, no, they've um, really turned things around. And when you look back at our season, we started 1-3-1, and and we've actually gone 9-1-1 and in the last 11. Um, so when the season started, it was a bit of, okay, this is not looking good. We're looking like we did a year ago. People were saying, hey, give the new coaching staff patience, working under first-year head coach Spencer Carberry. But this squad has really turned it around and bought into his system. I think the biggest thing for us was it was a challenge of we have the veterans on the roster, but how do you bring in – some young speed, some young offensive talent, and merge the two together. So I think they've done a really nice job over this stretch. The young guys have come into their own. The veterans are producing. Our penalty kill has done great for us. So I just think it's the guys buying into the coaching staff system. Um, and I think, too, finding ways to win different games and never giving up. So it's definitely been a full buy-in from the top down, and uh, these fans have had something to cheer about, which has been great. And I know you guys are looking for the turnaround in Edmonton, so I'm hoping it comes for you guys at some point. Oh. Are we ever looking for that turnaround, <laughs> uh, to say the least? Uh, I want to stick with that theme. Being in your market, what do you see that the Capitals have to do to slow down this Oilers team as they come in to, to play today? Yeah, I think we need great goaltending that we've been getting actually from both of our goaltenders in Charlie Lindgren and Darcy Kemper. Um, great team defense. We had Joel Edmondson make his NHL debut a few games ago. He's been a big body and a great add to our defensive core. We've got great play by John Carlson has led the way in ice time. So I just think if our D core, you know, stays the course and then our guys stay out of the penalty box, um, but our PK has been great. I think that can help us slow you guys down a little bit. Maybe get the first goal as well could help. Um, but, no, looking forward to a great matchup. And I think just if we play good team defense, we can, we can slow the Oilers down here today. Caps analyst Alexa Landestoy is our guest to carry a steel sports 1440. And, Alexa, you did mention it off the top of uh, Alex Ovechkin, Connor McDavid kind of matchup really, you know, it, it raises uh, the level. And everyone gets a little more excited. I think that would be the case this afternoon. How would you say that Alex Ovechkin has been playing here in the last little bit? Yeah, playing really well, leads the team in points with 12 right now, has five goals. I think if you asked anyone, he would say he would want a few more, a few of those being empty netters. Mm -hmm. um, so I think he would love to keep getting going, get going on the power play as well. If you look at the Caps numbers, 9-1-1 one, one in the last 11 is great, but our power play numbers are not where we want to be. Even when I talked to Coach, I just chatted with him the other day, and he was laughing like, don't start asking about the power play. So he could go on for hours about how they need to get going on the man advantage. And once that does 
I think Ovi will get going and get those power play numbers as he has his entire career. He actually sits three points shy of 1,500 in his career, so mm. close to another milestone. So he always seems to age like fine wine, never slows <laughs> down, um, but definitely he would like to get a few more goals, so maybe we'll start here today. Alexa, Ovi came out a couple of days ago in an article uh, saying that him and Sid essentially saved the NHL uh, because of the lockout. What's your thoughts on that article? Is it pretty accurate? Because over here, me, myself, and Kevin, we believe it to be accurate that Ovi and Sid did save the NHL during that time phase. What do you think about that article and those comments he made? No, I, I definitely would agree with that. I think Ovi and Sid, when you look back at their time and everything they've done for the league um, throughout their time and even still what they're doing now, even here we talk all the time in D.C., all the youth clinics that are going on, all the boom of youth hockey in this area. The Alex Ovechkin effect is real across the NHL, but also locally right here in the DMV. He's completely changed the game for us. You see so many little kids wearing an eight jersey wanting to be hockey players because of him. So, Definitely agree with that, and I think what's exciting is now you see the Bedards of the world and so many of the new players coming into this league that continue to pass the torch on, but uh, Ovi and Sid are still around, and I think they still want to be around for a little bit of time, but I do agree that it's been uh, a great turnaround here. <laughs> yeah, I think they want to be around for a fair bit of time, too. Uh, do, you, yeah. do, you, do you think, of course, a lot of our listeners and fans here in Edmonton some of them do want Alex Ovechkin to break uh, the record of Wayne Gretzky with 894 goals. Uh, Ovi, as you know, sitting at 827. I'm sure everyone in Washington 100% wants it to happen. Uh, what have you made of what's going on in that sort of, I guess, the second storyline to what, you know, the team thing in, in Washington has been going on? But, I mean, we can't get away from this, can we? Because it's such a, an interesting dynamic in the history of our sport. Yeah, last season it was so magical um, when he moved into second and the whole hockey community was around it. It was magical here in D.C. What's interesting is when you when he talks to the head coach or even Ovi himself, I know it's his least favorite question to answer when I ask about his individual milestones or passing the record. Spencer Carberry, our head coach, was talking about that he really just wants to win. And Ovi wants to win first before any of those records. But obviously for the fans and for all of us covering it, that's right in the back of our mind, one and two. We'd love to win, but we'd love Ovi to get the record. So I think it's just a matter of time for him if he can stay healthy and keep playing that the way he does. I know this season a lot of the fans were disappointed to see Nicholas Backstrom stepping away for a little bit of time. He's been a huge part of Ovi's career. But I think Ovi will look to continue to play for a little bit longer, continue to get that record. I know Gretzky said last year that he's, he told our uh, owner Ted Leonsis to get the private jet ready because he'll be he'll be there when when Ovi gets close. So it's definitely on the forefront of the Capitals fans' minds and definitely a chase that I know us as a broadcast team are so thankful and lucky to be a part of to watch him every night and mm-hmm. witness history. Um, so it's definitely been an exciting run. That if you ask the team, they always say they're not thinking about it, but for us fans and broadcasters, we always have it on our minds. Alexa, along with uh, the work that you do with the Capitals, you also uh, host a new show on the NHL Network uh, called On the Fly. How's that been for you? Yeah, it's been awesome. So here locally, I I head up and lead our Capitals coverage on Monumental Sports Network. And now on my off days and some time that I have free, I'll head up to Secaucus, New Jersey and do On the Fly um, for NHL Network. It's kind of a wrap-up show and highlights all the games that happened that day and the night before. Um, So I went up for my first trip a few weeks ago, and now I'll keep going here in December. So 
really looking forward to it. I've seen firsthand it's now my fourth season with the Capitals, how special the league is. And now getting to cover the entire league as a whole and not just the Capitals here in D.C. was an amazing opportunity. So it's definitely exciting. And, yeah, fans can catch me on uh, NHL Network here coming up soon in a few weeks. Caps analyst Alexa Landestoy, our guest on Sports 1440. Uh, Alexa... All for all the wrong reasons. Uh, for me personally, I was unlucky to, um, I guess, play against uh, Alan May about forty years ago, and <laughs> as you could imagine, it didn't go well for a person like myself. But uh, what's it like to try to keep that big guy in line uh, with uh, you know doing your studio work and things like that? Oh yeah, the the tough guy on the ice, but the <laughs> nicest guy with the biggest heart off the ice. Uh, no, he's been amazing. Alan May has been the biggest joy to work with. A huge reason why I love my job. So knowledgeable on the Capitals team and broadcast, and knows all the guys so well. So comfortable with the fan base. So he's been a joy to work with. But I do love anybody asking me, like, he's such a tough guy, or you know, curious about his thoughts. And like, he's the nicest guy, and we really enjoy working together. So. Couldn't have lucked out more with a better broadcast partner. Uh, really love what we do. Um, him and Joe B. Locker, Al Koken, they've covered the Caps for 25-plus mm-hmm. years. So um, lucked out with a great broadcast crew and a great partner in Alan May. Yeah, he was kind of a tougher guy back in the day, I'm sure. <laughs> You've heard the stories. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah, I've heard, I've heard all the stories, yep. Um, one other one for you that was sort of, you know, you think about what happened what has happened this year in Columbus with the coach Pascal Vincent and and Spencer Carberry comes in in a similar situation where you know their resumes are kind of the same Carberry and Vincent but how has Spencer Carberry been able to kind of navigate his way to where everyone and every player seems to be on the same page here right now in Washington mm-hmm. yeah first year head coach youngest head coach in the NHL fun one for you he's just four years older than Alex Ovechkin so that shows you how close in age he is to some of these older guys on the Caps roster but I think it's just the way it starts with him the culture that he's brought from day one of wanting you know the players to work hard for him he's showing he's putting the work in um, his knowledge of the game being a player first but also relating to these guys so I think it's been a little bit of time for them to instill the system on the ice but I think from day one when he got here there's a presence there's an aura about him what he wants to bring to this team. I know at his opening press conference, it stuck out to me. He said he wants the Spencer Carberry Capitals to be a team that opponents come in, and whether the Capitals win or lose, he wants opponents to talk about, wow, that was a hard team to play against. They finished their heads. Mm-hmm. They were working hard out there on the ice. So I think we're really seeing that during the stretch, um, really seeing the veterans buy into what he's wanting to do. So it's definitely been a culture change, and the guys have really bought into what he's done and I think earned um, the respect. So it's definitely been exciting. I know the first day that I wanted to run through a wall for him. So hmm. really been a buy-in from the top down and really happy for his success here as a first-time NHL head coach. Should be an interesting one uh, this afternoon. Does it When a, when Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl come to town, do you, do you still feel a little bit more of a buzz? Because you're even though these guys are having off-seasons right now, um, do you still feel a little more of a buzz in, in a place like Washington when these two t- players come into town? Oh, yeah. I, I still think we feel the buzz. Because, yeah. you know, we're, we're a sports-loving town. We're a hockey town. So you see those biggest names on the page. 
I know Alan has his kids in town, and they said they couldn't miss the Edmonton oh, game. Yeah. So it's definitely a game that a lot of fans, I think, circle on their calendar, regardless of either of these teams' records, because they know it's going to be a great matchup. So there's definitely a buzz when these two teams meet. I think the day game on Black Friday here in the U.S. also mm-hmm. makes it that much more exciting. So. I definitely think there's going to be a buzz in the building, so hopefully we d- we get that type of performance on the ice. Everyone kind of probably still licking their wounds from uh, yesterday afternoon between the Cowboys and Commanders, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, something <laughs> like that, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But Capitals fans, a short-term memory, they're probably still remembering on Wednesday we had a Dylan Strome winning in overtime with yeah. like five seconds left on the clock. So I think we're still riding the high from Wednesday. But yeah, t- a tough Commanders game yesterday and let's, hope to get some some wins with the full valleys of turkey here in the u.s oh for sure uh thanks so much for your time alexa enjoy the game today and we'll uh, chat soon awesome kevin and eddie thanks for having me that's uh, alexa landestoy capitals analyst uh and our puck report brought to you by fountain tire uh head to fountain check out the winter tire lineup winter tire storage you can do it all duke have you done it yet have you fi- have you figured out what you're doing with your tires no, this extended uh, nice weather we've had this fall has basically allowed me to continue to procrastinate. Oh, um, the thing is, so I need to get in touch with our people at Fountain Tire because, uh, yeah, it's my truck needs to go in for some uh, like regularly scheduled maintenance here, which uh, I do through factory because it's still under warranty. And I am one of those suckers that buys it right when I uh, bought the truck to get the mm. manufacturers to do it. but. I know they're going to charge me an arm and a leg for some tires, so I need to go chat with our, uh, our friends you, at Fountain Tire. Got to yeah. get you on the tires, dude. I can't have my boy going to, back and forth to Delburn in the winter <laughs> running, without run, winter tires. Come yeah, on, Running baby. on some baldies up and down QE2 uh, <laughs> sideways in the in the passing lane. <laughs> when we come back, man, two hours just like that again, Eddie. Uh, when we come back, are you in or are you out with Eddie Steele? Uh, the Duke has assembled five quality points again five i thought again i was i i can't believe dolly parton didn't make the cut can't believe it duke i'm gonna have to work on that maybe monday or next week or something uh that's coming up on the kevin carey show with eddie Steele on sports 1440 right after the break oh the peppers welcome back to the big program uh 10 o'clock we will have sparky kolchiski barry stafford Dwayne mandruziak three well, only 21 championship rings between the three of them. Uh, 11 Great Cup rings for Dwayne, five Stanley Cup rings each for Sparky and Staffy. And uh, I don't even, to be honest with you, I was thinking, where am I going to go with this interview, uh, Eddie? I don't even really know because I kind of thought that it could be something to the effect of, you know, you got three guys that have been around and they've seen it all. Seen it I all. mean, they have seen it all. So... It could be, I just might say, how you guys doing? And the three of them just might Let start go. yakking. Uh, you never know. That's where the best interviews come, I'm sure. You've been in the industry when you can get a group of guys like that together and the stories get flowing and you barely have to ask a question. That's where the real gold comes. Kevin Carius, Eddie Steele. Uh, once again, Eddie Steele brought to you by Bonton Bakery. Hey, are you celebrating a birthday this weekend? Having friends over to watch... A game looking for tasty holiday stocking stuffers. Bonton Bakery has everything you need. Order online at bonton.ca. I picked up a rye bread the other day. Mm, I was going to say, try the monkey. <laughs> well, we had the monkey that one day, right? Yeah. And uh, that's the the bacon cheese monkey bread. But you like? Did you like, I like the, the uh, cinnamon? I'm one. a cinnamon guy. 
I'm yeah. a cinnamon and guy. And Duke, you were cinnamon too, weren't you? Well, that's all that was left by the time I got to it. <laughs> and uh, But, oh, man, it was good. Yeah, it, it <sighs> sure is. Picked up uh, a flourless chocolate cake there two weekends ago for my wife's birthday. Flourless? Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's hmm. um, The texture is like, uh, it's kind of on the verge of like brownie-ish and not like cakey. It's hmm. kind of brownie-ish texture. It's, it's tasty. When they say flourless, does that just mean like not like it's a, like a celiac friendly option? So it doesn't have wheat flour. Like, do they still use like triticale flour or something like that that doesn't have the gluten ingredients? Duke, I have. Come on, yeah, Duke. You, you, you said, do they use what flour? <laughs> Trit, Trit, triticale flour. It's a crop that is uh, comparable to wheat, but doesn't actually have gluten in it. No, I, I don't have any uh, um, issues uh, or intolerances, so I, I don't pay too much attention uh, to the ingredients. I just eat it, man. Tons of texts coming in, one 401 We'll get to those at the uh, top of the hour. Tons with uh, the Oilers, obviously, getting ready for their tilt this afternoon. One o'clock puck drop in the nation's capital, in Washington, in the United States. Um, time now for Are You In or Are You Out? And the Duke has uh, fired off five statements, if you will, for Eddie and myself. Uh, so, Duke... Go to it, Big Daddy-o. We got a, we got a good variety today with a Feel Good Friday on the docket and a Thanksgiving weekend down in the States. So a, a lot of different directions we can go, but we'll start with kind of what's at the top of everybody's mind here in the Capital Region with the Elks and their announcement yesterday. Uh, what I'm saying, the Edmonton Elks would be better served with private ownership. You want me to go first, Eddie? All right, I'll go first. And again, I've been saying this for probably three years uh, because of what the performance of the board has been uh, in the last several years. So I will say, yes, I am in. The Elks would be better served with private ownership because the decision-making process has been flawed. No one knows uh, exactly what's going on. And not only the decision-making process in the sense of a board, there have been hires. There have been hires with this team that the board didn't know about. The rest of the board didn't know about. Some people on the board knew about it. The rest of the board didn't mm, know about mm, it. Mm. So, I mean, that system is flawed the way it works right now. It worked well before, but if it continues to be what it is right now, it's not sustainable, not successful, can happen. So I am going, I am in on the Edmonton Elks being better served with private ownership. Boom, lay it down, Kevin. I am in on that as well. For everything that you said, there has been so many uh, egregious decisions that have been made over the past, even let's take it to a small uh, time sample, Mm -hmm. five years. The past five years, they're paying old coaches that they hired and fired. Uh, They've unceremoniously fired People from the organization, one who you're going to be having on at 10 o'clock after 49 years in the organization. There's just been so many egregious decisions from – they're not – really anonymous but we don't see these faces we don't know the decision making process all i know is tom richards is the one who gets in front of a mic other than that i don't know what goes on with this board okay duke you had something to comment on that the other thing too again when when they came out yesterday and basically they called it this special committee to um review ownership structure that's the wording that's what they've what they said why don't you just say well you know we're exploring private ownership yeah. To say that, <laughs> yeah. you know, 
I mean, does is the the structure right now working? Well, and it's the only option. There's two options. So just say we're looking at private ownership. It's kind of like they're having a meeting to have a meeting. <laughs> All righty. Duke, number two. Number two. Uh, moving over to the Edmonton Oilers, who are back in action for a matinee affair here on the Americans Black Friday down in Washington, D.C. The next move the Oilers make will not be a trade or a signing, but to recall Jack Campbell and hope that he uh, shows the NHL caliber goaltending form he has in the past. Huh? <laughs> So I don't understand this one, dude. Scooby-Doo says, huh? (laughs) I understand it, but I don't, I mean, go ahead if you're out. Heavy out. Heavy out. Okay. So. You can explain. There's no explanation for this. Obviously, for for Jack Campbell to get a recall here, he would have to play, I would say, a minimum six games in Bakersfield and have not necessarily the stats because you can't totally go by stats. So if you go and say, Jack, okay, he had the 30 save shutout on Tuesday. It was a two, nothing victory over Henderson, uh, silver Knights. Okay. That's a start. Now you let's see what you do the next game and the next game and the next game and the next game barring back to backs, but you're in net for four or five more games like that. Now we can talk about it. At that point. Well, just specifically only talking about hockey performance. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. How could they do that? How many times? We have seen this. We have Mm -hmm. seen it at the NHL level, the AHL level. That shouldn't even be something to consider. It shouldn't even be on the table. Well, first of all, Eddie, that's the expression is fool me once, shame on you. Fool <laughs> oh, me. Oh, I, I, I messed it up. <laughs> no, no, no. He's doing George if, if, if Bush. You ask, if you ask George W. Oh, Bush, fool uh, me twice. Um, uh, yeah. Can't get fooled again. Yeah. So, yeah. Thought, it's a, thought, it's a phrase in Texas. I think they have it in Tennessee, too. <laughs> fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. Can't get yeah, fooled again. Yeah, the Bush. <laughs> the Bush. All right, sticking with the Oilers, and since you guys were not very keen on that as the Ro- Oilers' next roster move, how about signing or trading for a low-cost veteran player names like Eric Stahl, Phil Kessel, Corey Perry, uh, possibly on the outs in Chicago, <laughs> could help this currently fragile state of the Oilers' locker room? Well, okay, you, you're talking Eric Stahl? Is that what you said? You mentioned it, it Just veter- yeah. low-cost veteran player sign or trade options. I, I think I'm in on this one. I'm in in the sense, but who that player is. I mean, Corey Perry's name was mentioned all, and then yesterday all of a sudden he's, I guess, probably not available anymore. I, No one knows what happened in Chicago. There hasn't been anything uh, released on that publicly. I mean, Eric Stahl is, I mean, if Eric Stahl hasn't signed anywhere by now, I mean, isn't that time, isn't, doesn't that mean he's not signing anywhere? Mm. I, I mean, I don't know that, I don't, I, are you just talking guys that are like 37, 38 years old, Duke, or what? Like, it's the names that have been thrown out to us uh, you don't think since, Phil since Kessel the poor start of the save? season. Names like Phil Kessel. Uh, okay. Stahl, th- there's there's other ones out there, but those are kind of, I think, the three that are the most prominent because of recency thing. The Kessel one has been all season so far and all summer. Okay. Um, Eric Stahl seems to have pro- cropped up more recently, and now the Corey Perry thing in Chicago has kind of brought his name to the forefront as uh, a guy that a lot of Oilers fans, despite disdain for him as a player, think could help this team in their current state. Feel the thrill know. coming in to save the day. I don't even know how to answer this one, to one be honest hot with you. Dog at Maybe a, time. a guy says out. Maybe I'll say out on this one only because 
shouldn't the answer still be in the room? The problem with that answer is that it hasn't been found yet. That's the the, the expressions used by the Oilers have been internal yeah. fixes, which you guys were out on my internal fix of Jack Campbell uh, making a return. So it's uh, they are slowly running out of options. So uh, steering away from the Oilers now into the rest of the NFL weekend. We've got uh, a couple big games on the slate, but uh, I'm focusing more on maybe some prop bets for the betters out there. Uh, Gus Edwards, currently fourth. Third, pardon mm-hmm. me, in the NFL in touchdowns. Uh, his last couple weeks log have run two TDs, one TD, two, three, one, going back to week seven against the Lions. Opposed Jalen Hurts on the rushing side of thing, two on Monday night, one the week previous, none, and then one in the three games prior to that. What I'm saying is that the Gus Edwards anytime touchdown against the Chargers on Sunday night is a better bet than Jalen Hurts anytime touchdown versus the bills now i'm not the biggest fantasy guy uh, uh anytime touchdown can be passing or rushing rushing t- like you score the touchdown yeah yeah so gus edwards he's got nine tugs in his last five games so he's hot but jalen hurts the fact that he's mobile and can pass it has the ball in his hand all the time I, i'm gonna go with uh the out that gus is a, lo- a better lock than jalen hurts I'm going to go, I am out as well. I am saying Gus Edwards is not a better lock than Jalen Hurts because of two words, tush push. Hmm. If they get in that situation, it is a guarantee. But Gus Edwards, his yardage has not, he's the only taught, he got 80 yards in week eight. Otherwise, he's in like nowhere over 60. Yet, like uh, Eddie said, touchdowns every week going back to week seven including multiple touchdowns all but two of those times so he like goal line gus that's yeah. basically what he is now so uh i think both are probably pretty good bets to play they are on I sunday so too. but why'd i think you, i think the edwards one is a dead why'd you parlay probably, them up dude? you'll probably get better odds on the edwards one what would you think. get for a parlay on the deuce of them i would think uh well hurts probably coming off it probably minus oh, money yeah. like like pretty close and Edwards yeah. might be maybe plus 105 so between okay. the two of them you so could uh, get lock nice it little. up for the two you might be and add a third one then what who would your third one be let me ask you that one too good question if you were to say if you were looking okay if Hertz is one Edwards is one a here who's two for an anytime touchdown uh, on Sunday on you know Sunday. what I will uh that's a tough question you know what when you think about it because there's so many guys that have the ability you know what how about this, uh, Deron Bland? What if you? Would, I mean, there's another one. So that was his fifth pick six yesterday. I mean, that, that would have been an outrageous bet yesterday. Huge. And then for it to come in in the last few minutes of the game. Ooh. Ow, ow! Happy Big Thanksgiving. Time. I'll uh, my third. I'll I'll go with a a guy who's been quietly having a good season since his uh, contract dispute and comeback from injury. Jonathan Taylor. Okay, going up against the Bucks at home. All right, Colts Duke. are uh, not a bad team, but they're not a good team. I'll He'll- give you a couple toonies, and you can add it onto your bet for that for <laughs> that one. I had a really bad day yesterday. <laughs> oh my goodness! So I need every uh, every penny I can get. All right, all righty. Last one for you guys, steering away from the world of sports, heading into the weekend. This day in 1971, the criminal known as DB Cooper hijacked a plane, then parachuted out into a thunderstorm with two hundred thousand dollars in ransom cash. What I'm telling to you is that it is the greatest unsolved crime of all time. Do you, did you do any research on this one, Eddie? A little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fraud. I'm, I'm a fraud. Well, you have to. We got, you know, I mean, this is a tough one. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> so I would go out, in my opinion. Um, okay. The cash is cool, 
But in this isn't this isn't kind of gory, but in my opinion, a bigger unsolved crime, uh, bigger name, Jack the Ripper. <laughs> Jack the Ripper. Just because it's a bigger name, okay. you know, is more familiar, and I would say that's a bigger unsolved than DB Cooper. Okay, um, so. One of my, I always hate to say this, but but because it, it's kind of creepy, I like documentaries and even like criminal minds that show about serial killers and, and guys that are really screwed up and demented and out there. They're profiled. They're profiled, yeah. So I always think, well, it's sort of weird to kind of like that because, you know, you start thinking weird stuff and then everyone starts thinking weird stuff for you. Am I wrong or what? That's like a weird Duke. Well, I think it's a like liking. It's like a whole yeah. um, like thing in culture now is like liking true crime and be like yeah. just listening to mm-hmm. podcasts or the documentaries and like being obsessed with serial killers and things. Which I think it's actually quite normal now to like Maybe, that sort of yeah. stuff. Maybe it does make you a little touched if you uh, yeah. if you like really obsess into it. But like, I, yeah, that I Criminal Mind Show. I mean, it was on for how long? There's a reason show. people great love show. watching it. So, yeah. I, I, so I don't think you're that out there. Okay, thanks for that. For that. I appreciate it. I I'm, that. I'm not calling. <laughs> I'm not calling mall security. I need, on I need that, man. Well, we got dark to finish this <laughs> off. <laughs> so the Zodiac Killer for me is one of the bigger ones. Like, because that's still that was in uh, you know the San Francisco area, and we're talking you know 50 years ago, kind of. That, in that time span, a little maybe a touch more, and a lot of people think that he's still around in California, out, out yeah. there. I'm going to go another one. Uh, so I'm going to say I am out on the DB Cooper, only because the one that I watched a lot of documentaries on was Joan Benet Ramsey, and that was another one that you know because it went into a lot of you know because it was the mom, it was the dad, and now the mom's passed. Yeah. And the dad, you know, there was tons and tons of documentaries. And, I mean, they went through all the, the charges and everything else like that. Only because I think the D.B. Cooper one, there wasn't as many, because it's a little older. Uh, Joan Benet Ramsey's mid-90s, I guess, when it happened. A lot more uh, media, a lot more things like that. So, Duke, have you got, well, well go ahead, Eddie. I, I actually just got one that popped in my mind. Greatest unsolved mystery ever. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> o- O.J. Simpson. Yeah, well, that's another one that's out there. But it, just because we're, and we're all looking at each other, I mean, we all know what happened. Everyone knows. Yeah. But, again, it's technically unsolved. Technically, is it not? Mm. So are the murders of Biggie and Tupac. Yeah, that was another one. I was going to throw that one out there, but I just, I only know the one song really myself, so... <laughs> Is it by Biggie or Tupac? Uh, I don't even know if it's it said Biggie, 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 Biggie. Oh, can't yeah. you see? That's, <laughs> there you go. Sometimes your words hypnotize me. me. Uh, yeah, Did he sing that one or not? That's Biggie. Something okay. like that, Kev. You're All pretty right, close. Kev. <laughs> Feel good Friday, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Can you get that song on, Duke? Probably not. I, I was, I, immediately I was starting to type in here to see if that's in the library. It's stuck. It's not, I, I don't know yet. I have it's not in the CFCW playlist. <laughs> it can't all be that bad when we have Kevin Carrier singing Biggie Smalls. I on love the air. Biggie. Oh, I love it. Oh, now again, when I would see the Duke is really he's got the, the, the chills. You can feel him in the studio. Yeah, that, that's another couple good documentaries though with Biggie and Tupac. Yeah, totally, man. Totally. And you talk about East Coast, West Coast. Oh, the beef. Yeah, the those guys, beef. man. There it was, was a, Suge Knight. You no, know, there's there's blood on people's hands. There were, sure. uh, I mean, just the 
the hatred and respect all in the same mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. from coast to coast. Our music's better than yours. Our life is better than yours. You guys stink. L.A. sucks. New York re- rules. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Back and forth. That's what it was. You know, That's what it was. Our gangs are tougher than yours, whatever you want and, to call it. And the it. rap music was different, too. The music from East Coast to West Coast, both Ooh. were rap, but they were different types of rap. It was cool. J-Rock just texted in. They arrested someone for the Tupac murder just recently, but it's still unsolved. Yeah, an arrest is not a conviction, so uh, unsolved. Oh, well, that was a chilling inner out, Duke. Just chilling. <laughs> just a little sideways. <laughs> um Hey, uh, Eddie, thanks for coming in again. It was uh, solid. What's up on the weekend for you? Going to be a low-key weekend. Just watch some ball and watch some hockey and tune in, obviously, 1 o'clock. Hopefully the team shows up and uh, maybe some positivity here. Yeah, and it's it's, you almost want to almost tape the NFL game, you know? Record the yeah, NFL PVR, game. You know the power of the I, PVR. That tape, that's an old word, isn't it? Yeah, don't date <laughs> yourself. <laughs> uh, because I mean, we're looking at uh, both start times at one o'clock, right? Yeah. Jets and Dolphins one o'clock, Oilers and Capitals one o'clock. Uh, hey, uh, have a wonderful weekend, Eddie. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah. You have a great weekend it and finish be. the show, show strong. Well, yeah. I mean, we're gonna. I know we got lots of Tupac and uh, Biggie texts coming in because. Uh, ew. Chills, just chills coming in right now. Uh, top of the hour, we'll have some open uh, text line. Get some, hey, some of your calls. Why not we do a couple of your calls on a Friday morning? Uh, we'll check in a little bit more with the Oilers. And then at uh, uh, 10 o'clock again, the big three entering the building. Lyle, Sparky, Kolchitsky, Barry Stafford, and uh, Dwayne Mandruzic. Uh, so that's going to be, I, I kind of liken it to now, like having uh, uh, Waldorf and Stadler and their best buddy from the Muppets, eh? <laughs> so that's how it's going to be with those three guys in here. Uh, before that, uh, let's check in with a sports 1440 update brought to you by Michener Allen Auctioneering. Their next public timed automotive RV auction is now open for bidding. Go to info at maauctions.com. Here is the Duke.